0: amen if you're if you are new to temple uh we just around here we our 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 philosophy and policy is is we come to church not to play church or have church we come to meet with God and when God is doing the speaking and it's time to talk to him it doesn't matter when the service doesn't matter when he's talking to you you're welcome to come talk to him. Amen. The altar was given so that God's people could meet with Him. Amen. And so the altars are always open. I want you to take your Bible real quickly and remain standing for just a second. It'll be just a second. Turn with me to John chapter number fifteen, John fifteen, and on the on the screen they're going to put Proverbs eighteen twenty four, Proverbs eighteen twenty four. And we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're just going to talk a little bit about the greatest friend you'll ever know. I, I don't know about you, but I have come to find out in my life, and, and I'm not that old, but I've, I've lived long enough to know that in life, everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs a friend. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a hermit. I don't care if you, you feel like, I don't need nobody. I'm good by myself. I'm a loner. I'm all that. I don't care who you are. Sooner or later in life, everybody Need somebody. And I've found this out too. A lot of times in life, there will be people that you think are your friends that will let you down. And, 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 and listen, people that are your friends. And, and, and they don't mean to. They might not even know that they did it. But it's just an inevitable fact that man will let you down. Because they're human. They're not perfect. And it's just something that will happen. But I'm glad to know that there is a friend that will never let you down. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Are y'all with me this morning? I want y'all to look at this verse right here. And Proverb, and do we got the verse? Or, uh, y'all sleep, help me now. Amen, all right. We got to get this boy some coffee up there, Dustin. Help them now, amen. All right, we're going to read this together, and then I'll let you be seated, okay? Uh, uh, y'all are over in John 15. That's where we're going to end up, all right? But I want to read this before we uh, before we sit down. A, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Now, watch what this says. And there is a friend. Say it with me again. And there is a friend. Say it one more time. And there is a friend. that sticketh closer than a brother. How many of y'all are glad today that there is a friend? Father, in Jesus' name, help me. Help me. Help me. Help them. God, I pray that you'll move in my heart, help my mind to be clear. And don't let me miss something I'm supposed to say. And don't let me say something I'm not supposed to say. Keep my mouth holy and pure and right this morning. And God will thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. In 1844, in 1844 a long time ago, uh, there was a man by the name of Joseph Scriven. Joseph Scriven was 25 years old. And, uh, man, he had the whole world ahead of him. He was madly in love with a, a, a woman that they were to be married. Uh, and, and he was excited. Everything seemed to be going right. Everything seemed to be going his way. And uh, the day before the wedding, the day before they were to get married, his wife drowned in a tragic accident. And he was heartbroken. I mean, it just devastated him. He moves he moves a long way from home moves to Canada and he begins to try to start a new life in Canada and 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 try to find healing and 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 hope again and and he does eventually he he gets a job as a teacher and he 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 starts his life and he's going and and, and he meets another lady by the name of Elijah Roche and and this woman, again, he, he falls madly in love with and it seems like everything's going good again and uh, uh, things are looking up again. And as, as crazy as it sounds, she fell ill and right before they were to be married, she passes away. I mean, it's one thing in life to have a major tragedy take place in your life, but it's another thing to have two in a row and, and, and be in such a difficult situation. This man was a man of God. This man was a man of faith. And by his own testimony, he said that it was his faith in God that got him through the darkest hours of his life. During the time that Eliza was sick, he found out that his mother was sick. His mother was ill, and he could not make it to where she was. And, you know, they could, at that time, they couldn't just jump on a plane and, you know, just go where, like we can today. And so he knew he would never make it to her. So he sent her a wire, he sent her a letter, and in that letter... He put a, a poem in that letter. And this is the poem that he wrote. And probably one of the darkest hours of his life, and one of the most difficult times in his life, this is what he wrote and gave to his mother. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I like this one. Are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care. Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. In that poem he talks about a friend. He says, What a friend we have in Jesus. What in the world gave him the ability to have? That kind of resolve and have that kind of faith in the hour that he was facing, losing two fiancés and having a mother that was ill and about to die. He was able to stand in faith and say, What a friend we have in Jesus. What did he know that we need to know? He knew what verse, uh, listen, Proverbs said that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There is one that never leave thee nor will he forsake thee. They have said that have a good definition of a friend is one who walks in when the whole world walks out. And I'm glad to know it, you may be here today and you may feel forsaken You may feel abused. You say, Preacher, I've been neglected my whole life. I've been abused my whole life. I've been mistreated my whole life. Everybody that I've ever ever known has done me wrong my whole life. I don't have a friend. Well, honey, I'm here to tell you this morning and testify that there is a friend that loves you just like you are. He loves you before you were born. He'll love you when you die. He'll be there thick and thin. He'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Somebody say amen. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Jesus, at a time in his life when he was, uh, he was just about to be crucified, he was about to uh, 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 go to the cross and, and be humiliated and, 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 and butchered like an animal. He was fixing to die on a cross. And here he is in John 15 having an intimate talk and an intimate uh, 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 conversation with his disciples. And and he's trying to share with them what their relationship really is. And he begins to talk about uh, the vine and the branches in the first part of the chapter. And he talks about how their relationship with him will be conducive to their prosperity and their productivity. He said, without me you can do nothing. You need to have a relationship and a closeness with me. You need to walk with me. Without me, you're nothing. Then he goes on to say, and this is what he says about their friendship. He said, greater love hath no man than this. This is in John 15. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Then he says, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And then he goes into a little more detail. And I, I like this verse. Verse Verse 15, henceforth, I call you not servants, even though he's the master, even though he's the sovereign Lord. He said, I call you not servants, for I have, uh, listen, the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Preacher, what are you saying? Three simple things. Three simple things I want to share with you, and we'll, we'll, we'll pray. First, I want you to see, number one, I want you to see in that first verse we read, greater love hath no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. There is a statement of fact. There is a statement of fact. He is stating the facts. He said, look, and, and let me translate it to our language, all right? Let me, let me translate it to how we talk, and, and, and this is what Jesus is saying primarily in this statement. He is saying this. Look what I did to be your friend. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 5, Romans chapter number 5, I believe it's verse, it begins in verse 6. Uh, it says, for when we were yet without strength. In other words, we couldn't help ourselves. We couldn't save ourselves, we couldn't change ourselves, we couldn't fix our dilemma, we couldn't solve our problem when we were yet without strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's no greater step that can be taken to be a friend. There's no greater action that can be taken to be a friend. There's no greater initiative that can be taken to be a friend. Jesus says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus, who was God, he came to this earth and became man and humbled himself to the death of the cross and died on an old rugged cross just to be your friend. He who was Lord, he who was King, he who was the Prince of Glory. The Bible says King. He was in John 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He was the eternal Word of God. Everything you see was made by him. He was the Sovereign Lord of Glory. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yet in Philippians, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Are y'all with me? And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself to what? The death of the cross. He did that. He who had everything became as one who had nothing so you could have everything. The Bible says, he who was rich became poor so that I could become rich. And Jesus is saying, look what I did to be your friend. You remember that first verse we looked at on the screen? If a man hath friends, he must show himself. You know what that means? Basically, it means this. If you want a friend, you need to look like one. And some of y'all don't have friends because your, your face had not got the memo. Some of y'all don't have friends because you don't look friendly. Amen. Listen, smile every now and then. I have heard and I have read that it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. That's why some of y'all so wore out all the time. Are y'all with me? Look friendly, amen. What does he? It means this: If I want a friend, I have to take the initiative. It's amazing to me to sit up there with their arms crossed, with a frown on their face, wondering why nobody will talk to them or why nobody will like them or nobody. I don't know why I don't have no friends. I tell you why: Because you're not a friend. If we want friends, we gotta be a friend. We gotta be a friend. We've got to step it up, take the initiative, put a smile on our face, and says, What can not what you can do for me, but what can I do for you? And you know what? That's exactly what Jesus Christ did. He was the epitome of that verse, and he said, I took the initiative. When you couldn't come to me, I came to you. When you couldn't do for me, I did for you. When you couldn't die for me, I died for you. I took the initiative. I took the action. I came and I did whatever it took so I could be your friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. What more does he have to do than what's already been done? The greatest steps, the greatest measures, the greatest action that could have been taken. He died so you could live. Jesus is saying in that verse, look what I did to be your friend. Then he says in that next verse, this kind of tags along with the first one. And the next verse says, if, you, if you're going to be my friend, you're going to have to follow my commandments. So, so let's translate that. In the first part, he says, greater love of no man than this, than a man lay down his life for friends." He's saying, look what I did to be your friend. Now he's saying in this next verse, will you be mine? Will you be my friend? How many of y'all know that friendships can take place and it's not a two-way street? All right, yep, take, it, takes two, it takes two. It does in a marriage, but not, not friendship. Because you see, you can be a friend to somebody and them stab you in the back. Take my word for it. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You can go out of your way and take the initiative and take the action and do everything that's possible and necessary to be somebody's friend, but them not return the favor. And what I'm saying that is is because God wants you to know I have done everything to be your friend. Now the question for all of us here this morning, are we going to be his? Are we going to be His? And I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a serious question. And it's a question everybody's going to have to answer because you can either answer it now or you're going to answer it one day when you're looking at Him. Because everybody in this building is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ or the great white throne judgment. You're going to stand before God in forgiveness or you're going to stand before God in judgment. The choice is yours. Will you be His friend? Uh, one cool verse. A cool verse in First John. So what about commandments, man? Really? I gotta follow commandments to be look what wait a minute. Wait a minute. First John chapter 5, verse 3 says, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. What's that mean? There is a cool story in the Bible about a man who falls in love with a woman. I'm thinking about a song right now. Amen. I don't know why that's coming to my head. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to watch TV. You don't have to turn on soap operas. There's some juicy stuff in the Word of God. Say amen. This man falls in love with this woman. And he goes to her father and says, I want to marry her. says, that sounds good to me. But you're going to have to work seven years. Now we know in this generation they'd have never got hit. Say man. But in that day, he said, Man, that's great. That's great. And worked seven years. Man, he's all excited. He's all happy. Man, I fulfilled the course. I, I've done what was required. Now I'm gonna get my bride. And and at the wedding night, the, the father slipped in and was sneaky and slipped in the ugly sister. It's right. It's in the Bible. I'm not making that up. I'm not embellishing this a bit. Amen. Bible says she is cockeyed. Amen. That's what it says. <laughs> so here he is. He wakes up the next morning. Whoa! What? What are you doing? He said, well, we have a custom. The, the younger cannot get married before the older. He said, I tell you what, if you'll work seven more years, I'll give you her too. Now, she had to be purdy. Say amen. Seven more years. And I'm saying all that to say this. This is what it says. Those years of service and hard labor to him because of his love for her seemed to just a few days. Are y'all with me? When you love somebody, those those things... Are not grievous. Now it's amazing to me how patient we can be before we're married, ain't it, guys? We can wait three days for them to put their face on, Amen. But now we want to go somewhere. We're out in the car, beeping the horn. Come on, you know. I mean, uh, something happens at marriage. I don't c- chemical imbalance. I don't know. I don't know. It just. But boy, when you really love somebody, that request is not a big deal. And Jesus says, if you'll just love me, hey, those commandments won't be grievous. It's not a big deal for me to follow Jesus. It's not a big deal for me to want to dress right and modest. And it's not a big deal for me to want to talk right and act right. It's not a big deal for me to come to church. It's not a big deal for me to give sacrificially because he's done so much. He's been my friend. Now, it'd be one thing if he was this dictator up in heaven and just storming, wanting his way, and wanting to just, it's all about him and he just but see, you gotta understand, he's your friend, and he comes, and everything about him is about you because he wants your best interest at heart. Why should I follow him? Because he wants to lead you to still waters. Why should I follow him? Because he wants you to lead you to green pasture. Why should I follow him? Because he wants to bless you beyond your wildest imagination. He wants your cup to run over. Why? Why? Because there is a and a friend wants your best interest. And, and and young people, you hang around people and understand this. If they don't have your best interest at heart, they're not your friend. They're not your friend. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He even said this, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy might be in you and your joy might be full. He said this, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Two-word care, same English word, care and careth, but it's two different Greek words. First word care means distractions, disturbances, things that bother you. How many of y'all got things in your life right now that's kind of bothering you right now? Breaking your heart. He said, cast it on me, for I care for you. He careth for you. That second word, careth, it means this, it matters to him. Those things that bother you, those things that frustrate you, those things that, 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 that cause you to cry, it matters to him. Because he's your. This morning, about 1 o'clock this morning, 1, one thirty. I don't know, something like that. Too early, say amen. I heard screaming and squalling. My little girl, my baby girl, had surgery on her foot. And uh, pretty extensive surgery. I mean, big deal. Come in the inside, cut a bone out the inside. Went on that side and cut and widened it. And then went in the back and the Achilles tendon cut both sides of the Achilles tendon to stretch it out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just a crazy, you know. She's got this cast on. Ain't got a camo cast, by the way. Made her mom mad. It was great. It was wonderful. We was arguing right in front of the nurse, you know. She was saying, Tammy said, at least get the pink camo. I said, that's so sexist, Tammy. That's so sexist. She didn't appreciate that either. It was just bad. But last night, her mother was trying to. She was in the on the couch, or we had a little pallet in the floor, and was trying to move from one to the other. And she hit it. She hit her heel, and 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 man, she's squalling. I jump up, scared me to death. I run in there, and here it is, your, your baby girl's there. How many of y'all know when stuff like that happens, you want to hurt somebody? I don't know if it's a Carter thing, or I know. I mean, in my my heritage, that happens when you get scared, you want to injure somebody. But I just, I just you know here we are and 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 then she said this she said she said daddy I heard it pop and she says now my my pinky toe is pulling so I'm thinking oh my gosh she has popped that Achilles she has hit it and it's pulling and and man I'm freaking out y'all I'm telling you it's just it's I run and get my I told Tammy I said I, she came back to the bedroom I said look she's popped her Achilles we gotta go. We gotta take her to the hospital. And I was getting my, my, my jeans on and 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 my shirt on and 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 a ball cap because head hair, say, man. <laughs> and I done made up my mind. If we have to go to we have to go to children's, then I'm gonna just just you know hurry back and preach with a cap on. Y'all could live with it or out. I don't care. Amen. <laughs> uh, and 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 she couldn't talk to the doctor cuz she was tore up and scared and 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 I said, "Well, give me the phone and and I and I dialed the doctor or the hospital and the lady answered and said, "What can I do for it?" and I explained the situation and I mean, I'm just, you know. And and she says, "Well, give me 15 minutes." Mm. What? <laughs> How many you all know at that particular moment that's like 15 days? Yeah. And I'm mad and I'm, and my phone just went to bleeping red. Now it's going dead. I'm like, So I go and jump in the truck, and I'm moving vehicles out of the way and pulling my truck up. So I'm fixing to, have to load her in the truck to go to Birmingham to Children's, and and uh, I, but did I mention it was one o'clock this morning? Did I mention that? And I'm sitting there, and, and and I plug my phone in to try to get it charged up so I wouldn't miss the doctors. And 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 man, what I, I said, Lord, don't let this be that. And man, my heart just started breaking because it just all started coming in on me, and and I said, please. I said, please don't let her pop that Achilles. I said, God, I, I don't know what to do. And, and, she's, and she's still crying. She's hurting It just, you know, and, uh, and the phone rang. And it was her surgeon. They had paged him, woke him up. And How I many y'all can tell when people get on the phone, you know, you woke him up? <laughs> Hello? Hello? And I hit the speaker and I got it off me. Hello? He said, you paged me? And I, I began to tell him everything. Like a, a crazed, wild eyed parent that just explaining how this situation is terrible. And I said, her, I believe she's popped her Achilles, and and, and I told him everything that's going on. I, she, she said, "Sir, uh, uh, does she have her? Does she still have her cast on?" I said, "Yes, sir." And she said, "Well, it's very highly unlikely that she's popped that Achilles." Now, I really didn't care to hear that at that moment. At, but then I thought, well, what, you know, well maybe you know, it's because if your foot can't do this, it's not the Achilles. I said, well, what, are you, what about the pinky toe? <laughs> and this is what he said. Uh, sir, the Achilles doesn't attach to the pinky toe. <laughs> hey, that's an honest mistake. And I said, well, what do you think it is? She said, well, she bumped it, and it's probably swelling now, and it's pulling in the cast, and, and it's it just, you got to elevate it more. And anyhow, and I'm just like, and go in, and, and I'm telling you, I don't care what you all say, when I prayed in that truck, God changed everything. Now, I don't know, but I know she said, I heard it pop. And and you can think what you want. It don't matter to me. Whatever happened, God cared that I was upset. God cared that I was really, really upset. And he said, just give it to me. You know why? You know why he cares so much? Because he is your. Now, let me ask you a question. Will you be his? He's took every step and every measure to be yours. Will you decide today to be his? Then he says this last thing. He said, look, guys, see, I haven't called you servant. I haven't called you slave. Even though I'm God, even though I'm the creator, even though I'm the, the sovereign Lord of glory, I haven't called you servant or slave. I've called you friends. And he said, not only that, I've let you know He said, see, the the servant don't know what the master's doing. But I've let you know everything that my father has told me. And what was that? John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house and many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. He shared with them about the Father's place. He shared with them about the Father's plan. Because one of them said, how can we know where you're going? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He shared with them about the Father's presence and the Father's power. He said, if I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you. Somebody say amen. Amen. You see, because true friends, they can share anything. A true friend, you can tell them whatever's on your heart and they're going to love you anyhow. They may think you're crazy. They may think you've lost your mind. They may even disagree with you. But guess what? They're going to love you just the same. You can share with your friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. In our darkest hour, he will be with us every step of the way. How many are glad to have a friend in Jesus Christ? Father and Jesus.